you there, the Bible says, and when he was come nigh, even now, at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice. The disciples began to shout and praise God with a loud voice. The, the, any disciples in here today, they begin to shout and rejoice with a, well, some of y'all got it. For all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees, some of the religious people who had all the answers and no power, some of those who had made serving God into a list and you check all these boxes and you're okay but it's not about the real presence of God and some of the Pharisees from among the multitude can I tell you there's always a worshiping multitude but there's always a few in the crowd that are looking to cause dispersion and create chaos and turmoil they said unto him master rebuke thy disciples and he answered and said unto them I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Can I tell you, it is in the mind of God and it is in the will of God that he be worshipped. If you're not comfortable worshiping God, I don't know if you'll be worried about reaching heaven because it's only those who worship him that are going to make it for our function when we get there is to bring glory. I'm, I'm going to say it again. If you don't like worshiping now, you ain't going to worry about it later. Okay. Here's what I want you to get. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, If thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belonged unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. For the days shall come upon thee, that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee and compass thee round and keep thee in on every side. Circle this verse right here. And shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another. Now, when I took science, when I took uh, any kind of training class, I always want to know the because. Anybody ever know the because? I know this is what happens if you mix vinegar and baking soda, but why? The, the because. I want to know, why is because? Why is it this way? He says, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. I want to preach a little bit today about don't miss your moment. Don't miss your moment. 
when, when, not if, when God starts speaking in your ear, you better hear the voice of the Lord. Lift your hands if you're going to help me preach Jesus today. Anoint these, your people. God, anoint my lips to speak truth. God, anoint our ears to hear from heaven. God, stir our hearts and our emotions. And God, let it not just be rote or just marking a present or checking all the right boxes. But today, we're not going to leave here satisfied until we've heard from you, till we've seen you work, till we've felt your presence presence till we know that you are a real God in the midst of your people let us not miss your visitation in your house today and let the church say in Jesus name give your neighbor a fist bump and say I'm glad you're in the house of the Lord today what a text We go from Jesus coming off the mountain. Jesus revealing who he is. Jesus receiving glory and adoration from his disciples. Jesus comes to the base of the Mount of Olives to a celebration service. And in one verse, it pivots. For the offered, it goes from blowout worship service to Jesus weeping. You want to know what made Jesus weep? It wasn't their worship. It wasn't their revelation of who he was. It was that he saw a people in the midst of all the worship that still didn't get it. That God was in their midst to do a work to set them free, to give them direction, to eradicate sin, to heal their diseases, to fill them with their... I I hope you're doing more than just listening today. I want to be engaged in the spirit with you today. I want you to leave this place knowing that not all moments are created equal. I, I know some of you have mundane, thankless jobs and it comes down the assembly line and you smack it or pop it or wrap it or box it or take I get that. The gift of repetition, it allows your mind to wander and think about other things. But I'm here today to tell you, you may be surviving the moment to get to Friday and hear the whistle sound and get your paycheck and you're working for the weekends. But there's some moments that cannot be equaled for not all moments are created equal. The moment Julie said, I do. The moment the doctor said, it's a boy. The doctor said, it's a girl. The moment that the doctor said, they're healthy. The day the lawyer said, you got your own place to live. My kids, that is. Not all moments are created equal. Jesus is telling the Pharisees, I had so many things I wanted to do. Jesus would work, but who would let him? Your preconceived notion of what's going to happen hamstrings God and puts him in a box and prevents him from working. Well, if he's all-powerful and he's all-knowing, how can that be? For God created you free will. The same God that was excited that they were worshiping out of a heart of thanksgiving is the same God that was disappointed when they stopped him and stayed him and prevented him because in that moment they did not glorify him for who he was, nor did they know him.
Here's what I want you to get. Because they knew him not, they missed their moment. Too many times in our life, God shows up and we put God in a box and it's a normal service. We did four songs. We received an offering. Pastor warms up with a few silly jokes and then he preaches a while and then it's on to the next thing. But I've come to tell you, every service is a gift from God. When his people come together in his name, he will be in the midst. He has a purpose. Even for this rainy Sunday in the town of Smyrna, we're not just checking boxes. We are here to hear from God. Lord, what would you have me do? God, what do you want to do in my life? God, what can I change? What can I let go of? What can I hang on to? Who can I visit? How can I pray? What can I sing? What can I give? Today is the day of the Lord. He wants to visit you. But is this moment special to you? Or are you going to miss your moment with God? Preacher, you've lost your mind. 2 Kings 13, I'll paraphrase for the sake of time. Elisha, the prophet, is now old. The Bible declares he is a sick. It's the sickness that will end up taking his life. He's nigh unto death. But Joash the king, who had followed in the ways of his father, who had not honored God, but now he saw an enemy on the horizon. It's amazing how many of us run to God when trouble comes. Can I give you a word today? There's not a better place to go when you get a bad diagnosis than the house of the Lord. There's no better place to go when you get the notice from the lawyer than the house of the Lord. There's no better place to go when you don't know what to do than to the house of the Lord. And he ran to Elisha, man of God, man of God. He said, what do you have me do? He said, the Syrian army is all around us. They're going to destroy us. I need you. The prophet got up off his deathbed, opened the window. He says, take thy bow and touch it. Take an arrow and launch it. Read it when you get home, 2 Kings 13. He says, this is God's favor. You're going to win the battle. Already knew that. He said, now the rest of the bows, excuse me, the arrows you have in your quiver, smite the ground. It loses something in English. The Bible says he smites the ground three times. The prophet gets angry and says, you should have smote it at least five or six times. Then you would have totally been delivered of the Syrian army. But because you lack the passion, because you lack the enthusiasm, because it was just one more thing of a hundred things you're supposed to do, you missed it. Can I tell you how many times do we come to church and we say, I'm going to go ahead and obey. Pastor says, stand, I'm going to stand. Pastor says, give, I'm going to give. But we don't do it with conviction. We don't do it with passion. It's just one of a board process that we're going through. Do you not understand that the nation was at risk? His reign was in the balance. Many lives could be won or lost. And you're going to smite the ground three times? It's three times all you can muster? I'm here to tell you, if they tell me she's got cancer, I'm not going to pray one time. I'm not going to pray two times. I'm not going to pray three times. I'm going to give it everything I got. If God... 
God said, if you'll just worship me, I'll set you free from that addiction. I wouldn't do a little clap. I wouldn't do a little hand raise. You would have to hold me back. For the greater that I was bound would be the greater I would worship to be set free. I've come to tell somebody, everything is being weighed today. This is your moment. God wants to set some of you free. God is speaking to our hearts today. Don't miss your moment with God. How many times do we respond the same way? How many sermons will we hear and miss our moment? We feel God moving in our midst like we felt many times before, and we'll feel it again. We'll feel it again. I'm not in the mood today. He'll be around again. I'll be back in another service. Something good will happen then. I'm not ready today. Can I tell you something? You don't control that. You don't control that. See, it's this way. Genesis 6 and 3 says that God's speaking to his prophet. He says, I will not always strive with man. That word strive is you're trying to get an audience. He's not going to run alongside your bicycle, your car, trying to get Roll the window down. Roll the window down. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. He's not always going to chase you. He's not always going to pursue you. At some point, he's going to take your body language and the direction you're going is your answer. And he's going to, if you want to go that way and you don't want to hear from me, I'm going to respect your free will and let you go that way. The Bible says he calls those to repentance, but not everybody repents because why they keep rowing the wrong direction. And at some point, God's going to let you have the desire of your heart. He's not always going to strive and struggle to get an audience with you. How about this one, John 6 and 4, Jesus speaking. He says, no man can come unto me except the Father who sent me draw him. You're feeling him today, but I don't feel like it today. So I'm going to come back another day and let God check all them boxes in my spiritual life and turn my life around. You say that, but you're not in control. You better draw nigh to the Lord while you feel the Lord, while you're in the house of the Lord, while the Lord's dealing with you is the time. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to be healed. Today is the day to obey. Today is the day to give. You don't know what tomorrow holds. Too many times we've seen it all before. We've heard it all before. We felt it all before. Can I ask you this question? What about the man who laid at the pool of Bethesda 30 and 9 years? And Jesus came in his midst and he says, hey man, what seems to be the trouble? He said, I got no man that when the angel comes and stirs the water to get me in. And Jesus asked him, will you be made whole? He had a choice. He could have put it off for another day. He said, well, the angel's going to trouble the water again next year. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Maybe when I'm 16, I'll get baptized. Maybe when I'm 21, I'll receive the ghost. Maybe maybe when I'm through sowing my wild oats, I'll give my heart to the Lord. You say what you're going to do, but God has to draw you. You don't choose to come to God. God's mercy touches your heart and softens it and gives you a desire for godly things. If you're feeling God, today is the day to respond to what God is doing. Here's what I want you to hear. God decides. He only smites the ground three times. 
lack of enthusiasm. Let me ask you a question today. Have you lost your drive? Are you just going through the motions? Can I tell you what? The kingdom is counting on you. Your authority is at stake here. You could lose your family. You've been praying for the lost and the backslider. And God wants to give you what you need to reach them. But how many times do we miss it? Because we miss the moment that God. Remember, not all moments are created equal. Today, I'm too busy. I'm too tired. I'm too distracted. I'm too important. You fill in the blank. But the result is the same. You missed your moment. Passionless and powerless responses before a passion-filled and powerful God. What do you mean he's passion-filled? The book of Acts says before the day of Pentecost, he went and allowed himself to be crucified after his passion. Jesus was in the wrong place at the wrong time and was caught up in a political mess. The Bible says it was after his passion for God so loved the world. He came in the form of a man. Did no man take his life? He gave it willingly as a ransom for me and you. You look it up in the book of Acts. He says he followed his passion. He wasn't limp-wristed. He didn't say, I love him a little bit. He laid it all down. He gave it all up. He turned it all over. He said, I withhold nothing because I love them so much. I'll give it everything I've got. Can I tell you on a Sunday morning, if he can do that much for you, how much more? If he can do that while we were yet sinners, what can the sanctified and called out do? What are those who have realized God didn't create me to stay in the pig pen or in the bottom of the garbage pile, but he has set me on a rock, a sure foundation. He has brought me out. He's delivered me from evil. He's cleansed my mind. He's He's ordered my steps today. I told myself I was going to restrain myself and not get too excited. I can't talk about the goodness of the Lord in a dignified way. When the Holy Ghost gets on me, I didn't cry at my own grandmother's funeral. But when I think about his goodness and what he's done for me, I can't help but get excited. I can't sit here and just check the boxes of present, present, present. I've got to lift my voice. I've got to lift my hands. Oh, I know the devil's telling you you're not worthy. But he is worthy. It's not based on how worthy the vessel is. It's how worthy the one being praised is. He's worthy of all glory. He's worthy of all honor. He's a good God. He loved you when you didn't love yourself. He gave himself when you wouldn't risk on your own self. God sees you as what you can be, not what you have been today. Have I got a few more minutes? I'm not out of energy yet. Yet. I'm getting there. You notice I didn't put a coat on today. This flannel's hot enough. Here's what I want you to get. My Bible says, Brother Brian in Ecclesiastes 9 and 10, whatever your hand finds to do. Don't tap it. Don't pet it. He says, do it with all your might. 
If I can dig a ditch for Jesus, I'm going to dig the best ditch I can dig. If I can paint a wall for Jesus, I'm going to paint the best wall. When he comes and finds me, he's not going to find me on a cot, in a corner, in a warehouse, hiding from the boss. He's going to find me about the father's business. I'm going, I'd rather burn out his rust out any day. I'm going to keep. I know what happens when you hook a 110 motor up to a 220 current. But it'll run fast for a while. I don't know about you. This world is not my home. I hadn't got a legacy here, kids. All, my, all your inheritance is not here. It's in the hereafter. And if you want to reap the reward, you're going to have to get over there with me. The Bible talks about two brothers, Jacob and Esau. I didn't put this in my notes, Sister Tammy, but it says, Jacob hath I loved, and Esau have I hated. Jacob was the younger. Carlos is the younger. My brother's watching. I'm sorry. Take it up with the Lord. It's between you and him. Esau, by birthright, had first dibs on the blessing from the father. He got a double portion. Not my rules, it's the way they observed it at the time. But if you look, if you, if you do an autopsy of the lives of Jacob and Esau, you see that Esau, he was interested in everything carnal. Esau, man, he loved to hunt and fish. The Bible says he was a hunter. Man, you got him talking about his new deer blind, his new fishing lure. The new Canaanite girl that had moved into town, boy, they could talk all about it. But the Bible says that his brother, Jacob, kept among the tents, became a cook. You could say he's a mama's boy, but everywhere in Scripture you see Jacob mentioned. I don't agree with all his methods. He was very interested in hearing what his father had to say about future blessings. He wasn't preoccupied with hunting and fishing and girls in the flesh. He, he was preoccupied with the blessings of God. Don't you get this? <clears throat> and when the time came that Esau pushed himself, many people miss the moment with God because they've overextended themselves. They've worked too hard, too long, got too many distractions, too many interests. And Jacob heard his brother about to perish and to prove to you that it was in the front of his mind when he got his opportunity he said I got these red beans and rice <clears throat> now, if you're preaching it you can preach it as empanadas or whatever but I'm preaching it today okay <clears throat> no pupusas okay no pupusas maybe some enchiladas okay he said I got some red beans and rice here he said oh thank you brother he said I'll tell you what I'll give it to you if you'll give me the spiritual blessing that you are to. Now, did you catch that? He didn't give him nothing if he forced a trade in the deal. <clears throat> but what did he want more than red beans and rice, more than money, gold, silver, girlfriends, fishing pole, shotgun? He said, I want the blessing. It was in the front of his mind. 
He had been waiting a long time, and he seized his opportunity. And when the time came, he put goat hair on and deceived his father to receive the blessing that his brother had already granted him. Now, I am not condoning cheating or lying. I'm not condoning being deceptive, but I am saying Jacob showed a strong passion that he didn't want to miss out on the blessings of God. I don't mean to speak for God, but I can read it into the Scriptures. God says, Jacob hath I loved, Esau have I hated. That word there means despised because he had not reciprocated an emotional connection. Can I tell you what I really believe today? God's talking to the angels, and he says, did you see that, Jacob? Put goat hair on his arms. Now, how hairy are you if goat hair on your arms is a good replica? I'm talking about a hairy mongrel. I'm talking Cro-Magnon man here. I believe that God said, I can't abide in his cheating, but I can fix his cheating. I don't agree with his lying, but I can break him a line. But I love his passion for the blessings of God. Can I tell you what? You may be imperfect. You may have a checkered past. You may have flaws. But God's not looking at that because he can fix those things in you. He's looking for a people that are going to praise him, that are going to serve him, that are not going to miss the moment. They're excited about the blessings of God. Just tell me what I got to do to get it. I got to leave here. Here I, here I come. Psalms 27 4 says, One thing if I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. The Psalm of David said, one thing I've desired, but somehow or another, his pilot light went out. Because he lost that passion at some point in the journey. And when it was a time for war that men went out to war, guess what? He stayed home. He lost his passion. You know how that story unfolds. Because he didn't, wasn't continually passionate for the things of God he created so much problems for his future and the future generations by his loss of passion. Can I tell you, when we miss our moments, when God has ordained moments to, to fellowship with us, when God has ordained moments to engraft into us his word, when God has developed moments in our path that he can mold and shape and sculpt us, and we miss those moments, God sees that we're going to miss out on decisions and there's going to be forks in the road and we're going to go the wrong way because we have missed the moments that he ordained in our lives. You remember Esau and Jacob? You remember what happened to old Jacob because his brother got mad? It doesn't say because necessarily he stole the birthright. It's because he deceived his father that he chased him. I don't have time to preach that today. And he was estranged from his family for Several decades. And when he came back, he's wrestling about walking in the promises that God had, had granted him. That anointing that fell on him. He still had that desire. He had run for a long time, but his desire to receive the blessings was greater than his fear of his brother. 
we got to get to a place that nothing makes us afraid from pursuing the promises of God in our life. And the Bible says that he laid his head down and there was a ladder that came down. And you know the story. But the Bible says that he wrestled with an angel all night. How many of us would give up after five minutes? Come on. Come on. I've been slaying this dragon. Preacher, this is the third week God hadn't answered my prayer. I'm in my second year believing for my lost children. And in all of that, we give up way too quick and we miss the moments of God that he's put in our future. Do you remember what Jacob said? I love his attitude, Sister Ben. He said, I'm not going to let you go. Until you, Woo. I don't know if you're feeling what I'm feeling, but I've come to tell somebody we better not miss our moments. God has prepared encampments, caches of provisions, healings and blessings, an anointing for those who seek an anointing. But we miss it so often because we don't recognize, we don't acknowledge, we don't see that God is in our presence for such a time as this to do a complete work in our lives. He said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Hear me today. Say it with me. I'm not going to miss my moment. Uh, I'm praying for you guys today that you don't miss your moment, that you learn how to linger, that you show up, thou good and faithful servant. Keep showing up for every service. Keep showing up for every prayer service. I've been sick a long time. Remember, 39 years. Hopeless case. Don't miss your moment when Jesus comes by. You might be in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the sea, in the middle of the night, and Jesus comes walking on top of the water. And Mark's chapter 6 still says, and would have passed them by, but they cried out to them. Can I give you a word? Too many times God comes walking on what's troubling us, taking authority over it, and he's just asking, he's just wanting, he's just desiring that we ask him to step into our situation. How long are you going to toil against the storm before you ask God into the midst of your storm that he can speak peace, that he can bring you out of chaos, that he can deliver you whole to the other side? Maybe you're at your spiritual crossroads today. Should I take a risk? Should I follow him? or Should I choose to do the wise thing and in Invest myself into education and career and finances. And I'm not against those things. We need people with some resources. We need some people with some education. But the Bible says there was a man who had a calling on his life. Do you remember what I told you earlier? No man can come except the father who sent him draw him. The Bible says there was a rich young ruler that came to Jesus. He said, I feel the need to be your disciple. Can I tell you what? If he didn't have that drawing on his heart, he would have never come and said that. But Jesus didn't make him do it. Jesus says, I perceive there's one thing that thou lackest. Sell all that thou hast and follow me. Too many times 
God is asking us to dump everything that we have that we might follow him. But we're trying to see how much of our stuff we can drag in on what God is doing. Can I tell you what? With God, it's going to be all or nothing. You're either going to give it your all and you're, or you're going to get nothing. With God, you must surrender mom and dad and your own carnal desires and your own thoughts and agendas and make them subordinate to his will. And we must pick up our cross and follow him. Well, that sounds like I'm not going to have any life. He said, I've not come just to give you life. I've come to give you life more abundantly. I got a life prepared for you that's so much better than what you've planned for yourself. But it's only when you give it your all will you receive all that I have. You going back to our text today, Jesus tells these Pharisees, Because you are religious, because you have a list of preconceived notions, you missed me today, you missed my plan, you missed my power, and you missed my peace. Today, as Sister Beth comes to the piano. I want you to stand today. I know not a very deep, glamorous thought today, but I'm I'm here to tell you, I feel like the Lord told me to share this with this church today. These passages have been in the Scriptures for a long time, but God spoke a word to make them real and relevant, to bring them alive for who would be here today. How long will you toil in the midst of the storm? (laughs) How long will you lay at a pool hoping some man comes up with some remedy for your problem? How long will you live in a place that you know God did not call you to because you now have your own goals, your own agenda, your own desire. As Sister Beth begins to sing, I'm asking you a favor today. Could this be your moment? Could this be your day? Could the Lord be speaking to you? You don't need me today. You just need to obey the Word. How does this fit with sanctification? Separation? We are a people that are not pleased just to come and be talked to We're a people that desire to know that God is pleased with us and God is speaking to us and God is moving among us today. If you desire to know the Lord better today than ever before, today is your day. Come, seek the Lord while he may be found. 